You're listening to the Madcast Media Network. Madcastmedia.com. This episode is sponsored by eLiquid. For 20% off your first purchase, visit eliquid.com slash madcast and use the promo code MADCAST during checkout. Welcome to the best debate in the universe. Every debate in the universe from dank memes to bugs on Steam. With over 3 million downloads, I'm your host, Maddox. With me is the Sultan of Swag, Mikey Bull. Oh, hey, Maddox. And as always, the first tangent officer, Ron Babcock. You know, one time in sixth grade. And our junior journalist, Taylor Nicolai. I'm a man with a high-pitched voice. Welcome back to the show. Guys, amazing show today. Huge debate. We're going to be talking about what the most toxic areas or what the most toxic thing about the internet is. And we have the perfect guest for it, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. Yeah, she was named one of Time Magazine's 30 most influential people on the internet. Wow. Discovery News, MTV. Please welcome to the show, Lacey Green. Lacey, welcome to the show. Hello. So honored to have you. Long time coming. And I've been... Just watching your career trajectory over the course of... You've been on the internet for like 10 years now, right? A minute, yeah. Yeah. And how did you get first get your start in your, your foothold? Uh, Just like bitching about things. Wait, can I say bitch? You can say yeah, okay, just bitch. Yeah. Just bitching about things on the internet as a teenager. Yeah. There's a lot to be mad about when you're 17. Yes. It. Yeah. Uh, I mean, tell me about it. That's how that we started it around the same age on the internet. I started actually around 16. Okay. And okay. yeah. It did was, you guys both bitch about the same things? I don't think so. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I doubt it. Religion, Mormonism. I was bitching about, although, although. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so Lacey and I have something in common. We're both from Utah. Wow. Born in Utah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that is the and sound. Mormon. Ex-Mormon. Right? I was Mormon up until the age eight. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if that counts. Oh yeah. Because oh. your brain's like not, not fully, fully there. Fully ba- were you? How long were you Mormon? Till uh, thirteen, fourteen. Okay, so you you've been uh, you you know, you went the distance. I I mean, did I? No. <laughs> <laughs> a small prepubescent distance. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a very weird, uh, very interesting kind of upbringing in Utah and. I, I still have a lot of Mormon friends, or LDS, as they like to be called, the Latter-day Saints. So one one thing that's kind of interesting about Utah, especially Salt Lake City, and I've kind of mentioned this in the past, but Salt Lake City is a very liberal bubble inside the sea of conservatism inside Utah. And so what's super interesting is when I first came out to L.A., I thought that there would be all these cool coffee shops and brew pubs and things like that. And there are. There's some okay ones, but nothing like Utah. Utah has amazing coffee shops and really great brew pubs. Uh, it's good to know that because I actually have not been back since I was not an infant. Hey, smart. There you go. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I read that uh, you went to uh, like uh, Pacific Northwest, right? Yeah, I ended up in um, Portland, Oregon. In Portland, Oregon. Yeah, interesting. And do you, and there's like a little bit of Persian in your in your background as well. Do you speak any Farsi? No, I don't. My dad's Iranian, but he's very anti-Iran. So he like very much shielded us from anything Iranian when we were growing up. Like he wouldn't even let you eat hummus? <laughs> is that wrong yet? But mm. no, there was no hummus, which is a tragedy. Every Take those falafels out of this fucking house right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird. he's like very all-American. He wanted to be American. Like he wanted to be very patriotic. So we were just English speaking. Yeah, and I think I know my, uh, my mom is first generation. And there was such an emphasis on her growing up just speaking English. And now like, but our generation was like, why didn't you speak like... Totally. Now it's cool. You could have just learned it without even doing any of the work. <laughs> I know. 
a lot of people who have dual citizenships, they like to raise their children speaking the non-dominant language first. That's actually how I was raised. The first language I spoke was Armenian. And so, and it's always surprising to my friends. That, wait, so you you know Armenian? Yeah, I speak Armenian. Like, yeah. like, hold on. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> how much of it stayed with you? Uh, I speak it fluently. Whoa, like you could go cool. anywhere yeah. in town and you could speak Armenian fluently. I did not know this about you. Yeah, the yeah. first time I heard it, I was like, wait, Whoa. what? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that that's a kind of like fades away over the years if you're not using it. Like how often are you busting out Armenian on like a monthly basis? Uh, almost every week. Like if I speak to my parents, yeah, it's it's usually in Armenian or my I, it's weird cuz I, I grew up in a dual lingual excuse me, okay, okay, a bilingual hey. household, say, yeah. Say, hey, get away from my car, asshole, in Armenian. Okay, let me uh, let me think because there's not a direct translation of that exact phrase. It, you would have to say "kina imikinayas koven." There you go. All right. Yeah, that sounds. I feel mildly threatened. What does yeah. is, is "koven" mean? Like, uh, sure? You're you're by my car. Get away from it. So uh, there's no direct wow. like word to word translation. I am. Yeah. I am impressed. And, and it's a very it's a very like brusque language. It's very like harsh. My, anytime my friends would would come over to visit me when I was a kid, they would say, "Why are your parents always fighting?" I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, are are they like? They're like, yeah, they're yelling at each other. I'm like, oh no, 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 they're just talking. That's that's how the language sounds. You're just very angry all the time. Uh-huh. It's not a it's not a very uh, beautiful yeah. language. Farsi's like that too. It's like very throaty. Yeah, guttural. Yeah, it's like. Mm. Although Farsi does have a lot of L's in it, like lululi, lululi. That's true. It's, it's tempered a little bit, but it still sounds angry. Too. When I was yeah. traveling, I went from Japan to China, and I think Japanese is very beautiful and melodic and sounds like a song. And then China, I was like, why is everyone so mad? Like, yeah. It's just high-pitched and kind of shrilly. I like Mandarin more than Cantonese. I feel like Mandarin has a lot of rolling R's. Mm. A lot of... You know, it's like... <laughs> it sounds like a dubstep song. I, <laughs> correct? I started learning learning a little bit of Mandarin as well. Whoa. So anyway, yeah, just enough bragging no about me. Wow. <laughs> Wait till we get to the Fortnite portion of this show. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Lacey, thank you for joining us. So honored to have you. And today we're going to be talking about what is the most toxic area of the internet. What's the most mm-hmm. toxic thing about the internet? And this will be a roundtable discussion. We'll have everyone chime in. But before we do that, let's hear everyone's buzzers. Here's mine. <laughs> Lacey. Trigger. And Ron Babcock. If you hear a buzzer from anyone during this debate, that means someone is disagreeing with someone else, or we're just chiming in to make an interjection, to point something out, or to just call someone out. And later on in the show, we've got some quick news headlines with our junior journalist, Taylor Nikolai. Hooray! Plus voicemail, <laughs> and we've got another fan gift that just came in. I'm going to open this up. I'm super excited to talk about it. But we should get on with the debate this week. Lacey, as our guest this week, I'm going to give you first stab at this debate. What do you think is the most toxic element of the internet? I think for me, the most um, impactful has been like the mob mentality Mm. where it's really easy for people to get all stirred up together and go crazy and do stupid shit. That's that's actually correct. Lacey gave the correct answer right out. (laughs) I've never done. I don't think I've ever done that before in this uh, podcast. I usually right out the gates disagree. But uh, why the mob mentality? Why is that specifically the most toxic? And what do you mean by that? Uh, I, I think the main problem is that it allows people to just sort of not use their brain it just shuts down and goes into whatever people are saying we're going to be angry about or happy about even less so though i feel like it's mostly angry or outrage yeah um people just don't really think for themselves they they really just don't even question why they're doing or saying what they're doing they just do it correct and i would add to it that there is a different psychology involved with 
a person versus a mob. With mob psychology, it is very much like a pitchfork mentality. These, this, uh, you know, the 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 classic imagery comes from I think the Frankenstein movies, where you have literally people with torches mm-hmm. and pitchforks <laughs> going after. Like. Yeah, it's, it's very much like that, and it's no longer there's no longer an element of critical thinking about are we doing the right thing? Should we be doing this? It's or should just, we be this mad? about yeah. something this stupid. Right. Because when is it like a righteous anger? Very rarely, I feel like. It's about something that's like, oh, we should actually be mad about that. Well, one example I, th- I like to think of uh, when I saw this mob mentality take into effect is, well, it happens every few months on Reddit. Uh, one in particular was Scientology. For a little while... Uh, you know, Scientology has a lot of things that you can criticize about the religion, about the belief. There's a lot of things, like weird, shady things they've done, but it became the center of focus for Reddit for such a long time that people were just going after them without a modicum of, I guess, temperance, right? I guess uh, just trying to step back and, and get perspective to see if they're doing the right thing. They don't have that kind of ferocity going after white nationalists, even, on Reddit. They don't have that kind of ferocity going after pedophiles. They just caught a guy the other day in the news with 53 terabytes of child pornography. And this is part of... The, like, if Reddit focused their fucking dumbass efforts into, <laughs> into like, cracking one of these dipshit, like pedophile rings can you imagine how much good they could actually do instead of like going after the whatever the the uh the devil of the week is yeah oh my god terabytes 53 terabytes so uh, just a side question like do you know what kind of hard drives he was using i was actually Run. wondering that too. like I, I, yeah. i'm just i'm more interested in stable long-term storage and I feel like <laughs> 53 terabytes probably knows the thing or two about what's the best hard drive out yeah, there what's the bad i mean i'm not saying what he did was right it's totally wrong no but, of you course. know i mean he's a seagate guy yeah you know? <laughs> I just bought, you know, quick aside, I just bought a Buffalo NAS, and it's garbage. Uh, <laughs> I don't recommend it. It said it advertises eight, eight terabytes. Guess what it came with? Fucking two, four terabytes. Oh, and, my God. Yeah, and if you if you want to run, like, a RAID 0, maybe, garbage. <laughs> yeah, let's get off the... Ch- <laughs> anyway, back to the most toxic elements of the internet, though. Your first suggestion is what? Mobs. 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 And have you ha- had to deal with this personally? Oh, yeah. You're at a level where the mobs, like, can you give an idea of what it, like, what does that mean? Like, when the, would you be just getting emails and tweets and comments? Like, what, yeah. what is that actually like for someone who's never experienced that? Uh, so, you know, a mob is happening when your YouTube views spike out of nowhere. So, you haven't posted anything. Your tweet notifications go crazy. And my email gets totally flooded. That's how I know, like, someone's mad about something somewhere. And it's really unpredictable. Like, sometimes it's just not even related to anything I've said recently. Like, it might be five or six years ago. And someone posted it and decided to get really angry and then mob. So that's interesting. You're basically saying if you go viral, you know it's something that kind of, like, it's dangerous. Like, it's Very, not... Yeah. I mean, I so don't success think... is a bad thing to you. <laughs> and what are the... It depends on what you're calling success. Yeah, I don't no. think, like, more numbers is success right. in my world although in the internet world <laughs> yeah well. that was a shady look you were like i don't know about that one Lacey. well it depends no but I, I i think i agree with that because yeah. i said this a long time ago and it's it was true back then 
for a different reason than it is today, which is the internet is one of the only mediums where success punishes you. And what I meant when when I said this in the early 90s was that I had to pay for my hosting for my website, which I still do. I have an old school website that I'm paying hosting for every month. And when I get these huge spikes in traffic, guess what? It just costs me money. So when I get these dipshits who come to my website and they're like, oh, Maddox, why don't you post this thing? Or why are you posting that? I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. I don't need your traffic. And I block them. I Sometimes I block their entire university or their entire state in some instances. I what? Blo- you blocked oh. states? Oh, yeah. I blocked a- entire states? I blocked the entire state of Oklahoma. I think one time because this guy was harassing me. Uh, so and then it just like brought up a little notice and said, "Hey, this uh, this dipshit's harassing me from from your state." So sorry for the rest of the state. I blocked all of Apple, Apple uh, headquarters, Apple. That's okay. I'm yeah. okay with that. The entire states is just like, what if I'm in that state? Well, yeah, I guess uh, you know. I've been unfairly targeted. I guess that's just really. <laughs> I'm the one behavior. who's being targeted. You can- <laughs> <laughs> so what were that's the? That's what the argument is sometimes. Yeah. Like, what were the messages block? like that you'd get in this whole mom mentality? Like, was it? just yelling at you the whole time were there any people who were like hey i just wanted to know what you're talking about or were they just like you fucking bitch (laughs) yeah it's pretty much the you fucking bitch i mean i i don't i wouldn't define like hey can we have like a reasonable discussion about this as like something that you see in mobs it's usually just blind vitriolic anger about something and i think a lot of the time it's like people learn to see each other in these like stereotypes so you know, being someone who's talked about feminism online, people see you as like this feminist stereotype, even if it has nothing to do with who you are, right? Like suddenly you're a man hater and you're like really angry and triggered about everything. And, you know, you're just very angry when people say the wrong word or whatever. That is something that people see you as, right? But it's not really reflective of reality or even anything that you said or did. People just kind of decide, oh, you're this person in my mind. Therefore, it's reality. Well, on that note, I think what I would say is the most toxic thing, since you already mentioned the mobs, which is a terrible thing, and we still need to delve a lot into that. There's a lot a lot to unpack there. But the ad hominem attacks, I feel, and this sounds like an old school. Here, I even have this. Ad hominem attack. That's right. In case anyone does an ad hominem attack on the show, <laughs> call <laughs> them out. Pre- you're prepared. I'm very prepared. Ready? Call I, that I got shit that. out. Yeah, and I also have the straw man argument. Here we go. There it is. <laughs> love it. Love it. Oh, because it's like Wizard of Oz. That's right. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. I get it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. The only podcast that does that shit. Anyway. Um, but the ad hominem attacks, and what I mean specifically in regards to internet culture, is that people are not looking to have a genuine, authentic, engaging discussion and have a debate with another person. What they are looking for is a reason to dismiss the other person's ideas. And that reason is anything that may be flawed or not nuanced or that they disagree with, and then they completely cast out everything with the, you know, they throw out the baby with the bathwater. Right? And you see this on the left and the right. The right does it to people like Michael Moore. When when uh, Bowling for Columbine came out, that was Michael Moore. That really put him on the map, right? He made this anti-gun thing, and people would pick one or two weak parts of the movie and completely dismiss the entire message that he was trying to make or any of the other important things he was trying to say. And then the same, you know, same thing with uh, people on the, uh, you know, people on the left do to people on the right as well. It's becoming less about conversations and more about. I guess uh, almost like a microcosm of the mob. They're just trying to dismiss. Yeah, yeah. They're just looking for easy. And I think it's like a laziness thing. It's like, oh, this is a really easy way for me to say you're wrong. Yeah. Without actually addressing what the person's trying to say. And I think we all kind of do this sometimes in conversations. Right. But I feel like it's just so much more dramatic and stupid 
creative cop out. Yeah. It's a creative cop out. Yeah. It yeah. is a creative cop out, Mikey Bolt. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. CCC. Yeah. It's CCO. CC. CC. Someone sees me. Something. Yeah. yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> and also, I should mention, uh, we, we always have our own president, Donald Trump, vo- uh, visiting oh, the podcast. Thank you, Maddox. Thank- These uh, Skittles taste a little different today. Okay, those aren't Skittles. Those are M&M's. Oh. Yeah, that's why. Those are those are filled with chocolate, Mr. Is president. Is that what that is? That's chocolate. Got yeah. it. Hey, uh, Donald, I got yes. a question to ask you What's real up? quick. So the North Korea thing. You what know, about it? You were so close to peace, and then you just called off the meeting. What There's happened? There's no peace, Maddox. There's not even a Middle East anymore. It's Southwest now. And, um... Honestly, the world is going crazy. Uh, Air Force One is Air Force None now. We've got streamers hanging from the wings. It's it's chaos, Maddox. Okay, well, thank you for chiming in, Donald. And if you have anything, I know you've you've been on the internet for a long time. You were on uh, Twitter. You love the, the the platform, isn't that right? I got some problems with it, Maddox. Oh yeah, what do you what problems do you have with Twitter? Girls don't DM back as fast as they used to. <laughs> <laughs> but Donald, you're the president. I know, right? They're not. <laughs> They're not tweeting. Well, you're married as well. Your your wife. You misspelled her name the other day. You called her Melanie instead of Melania. <laughs> Melons, whatever it is, it's all over the place. You called her melons. Yes. That seems kind of disrespectful to your own wife. As no. a man who loves exotic fruits, I thought you could understand that. <laughs> that is true. I do like exotic fruits. Well, geez, Donald, I I hope you were uh, your your luck improves with the ladies. Thank you, Maddox. I guess uh, to the. Uh, I guess to the chagrin of your wife. Same to you, Maddox. Thank, thank you. <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> anyway, so so we were talking about ad hominem attacks. Thank you. And speaking of, thank you, uh, Mr. President, for joining us. Uh, <laughs> so do you think, speaking of, though, do you think that because of the leadership of this country, do you think that has anything to do with the coarsening of the dialogue in online discussions or offline discussions? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, how can you expect people to, like, have a higher level of discourse when it's actively encouraged in the highest office of the country. Like that's that's how he engages with people. Yeah. Is in this mob mentality sort of way. He's like always going on about witch hunts and how he's being attacked by fake news. I mean, it's like an internet troll, you know, is our president. So of course yeah. that's gonna have an effect on how people talk to each other. Right. Well, so last week we debated our memes ruining the internet, and we'll have the results of that debate coming up soon. But we did talk about how we have a essentially a meme president, right? Yeah. This yeah. is like the first meme president. Obama like had, you know, a few things that went viral, uh, things about him, but this is I feel like Obama had some memes too though, that are like still around, like the thanks Obama and he had I don't know, so many gifs online. Th- thanks, Obama. I don't know what a gif is, but I do know what a gif is. Yeah. That's yeah, we <laughs> Oh you're trigger, a gif. Trigger, 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 trigger. <laughs> <laughs> I say Jeff. I say Jeff. Yeah, it's you say Jeff too. This is mm-hmm. the right side of the table. Yeah, you need Jeff, to get yeah. on the right side of history. Uh, no, this is that's the right side of the table. The wrong side of history. I will Ooh. say. Yeah, that's right. Well, usually the right is on the wrong side. So whoa, shots fired. <laughs> uh, so I also want to turn the turn the debate to Taylor and Ron. If you guys do have anything in particular that you think is toxic about the internet like the most toxic thing about the internet yes oh yeah uh child pornography yeah that's, that is correct but, oh. uh, you guys are uh, <laughs> concerned about the mobs and any little messages sorry i think it's about child pornography but that's just me yeah well i thought that was already implied though right it's already disgusting. It's already implied. That's right, Ron. It's just it's in the social oh, fabric. I, oh, I'm sorry. I like to imply it a little bit more. Okay. Yeah. I'm that much against child pornography. Taylor, what about you? Uh, I am opposed to child pornography. No, not about that. 
what do you what do you think is a toxic element of the internet? Um, I think anonymity is a very important Ooh. aspect. Of that was actually going to be my real answer. Yeah, of a society that can freely express itself. That being said, I think that most toxicity is generally found from anonymous uh, sources in in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> Oh, you disagree? I disagree. I would you... love if you could change my mind in this. Yeah. I'm I'm very open to having my mind changed. I don't think people are any nicer when their names attached to it online. Really? I think it's more about the screen. You know, it's less okay. about like not being identified by your name. Obviously, it might make it like a little bit worse, but I've seen it just as bad from people that I know. So that's Sometimes interesting. In real life, like I actually know them, and they're still horrible online. You know? Wow. Okay. You just think it allows because they don't know not saying it to your face. Yeah. It yeah. allows them to be shitty. It's just it's kinda like road rage, right? Like just because you can see someone's face, you can see them in their car, but people are still assholes. Well, that's why I whenever I say the middle finger, I'm like I'm like, My name is Ron, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess I would have two questions then. One are you saying that the the things said by anonymous sources are just as bad as things that are said by people that have their names attached? Yeah. Okay. So then I guess my question would be that I forgot my second question. <laughs> I, I, You're just so stunned. I, well, I'm surprised. <laughs> um, yeah. Because look on Facebook, like people have their, have to have their names attached to them on Facebook and people are still horrible. But they don't Facebook. think that they're, I guess it's like that. The people who are being horrible on Facebook, they don't think they're being horrible. No, they I'm think they're finally lighting up. Well, they think they're helping. They ha- they think they're providing a service to their friends and family. Or they think they're being like you know uh, bringers of justice, right? Regards to the, like I'm doing my part to right the world and how they see fit. I'm referring to people specifically who are like you're a stupid bitch type of comments, not like here's my troll post about politics for the day. I right? remember my second question. What, would you say that a lot of those people who have their names attached are doing so as a means of trying to get attention on themselves? Hmm. No, because it's also like hmm. a frustration, like load blown. You know what I mean? Like everybody, I'm going to blow my load here because I'm frustrated about this. I bap, bap, bap. You know, like I'm frustrated here. I'm frustrated here. It's so it's a lot of times it's more about that, I think, personally. Um, the second part of my my um, my idea on this is is simply I think that the most toxicity comes from when you um, make it part of your identity. If if you make you know, being a part of the mob, like that's one thing. But if it you wrap your identity into it, that's where it becomes extremely toxic. Well, let's talk a little bit more about this mob mentality and this mob element of the Internet, which I'm seeing more and more. One specific example I'd like to point out is Alex Jones. Now, Alex Jones. Great guy. Is <laughs> <laughs> what? incorrect. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, both Al- just don't even work. Alex Jones is a douche canoe, and <laughs> and a blowhard, and an asshole. And I would, t- I will stand behind all of those criticisms of him. He's out of his fucking mind. Although maybe not. He's also a snake oil salesman. There's no way that that guy isn't gonna die early. Like you can't get that angry that much and not have that take just years off your heart. I, I heard he's only like 41 years old. Oh my, really? No. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my god, he looks. I so thought much he older. was at least in his 50s. I thought that too. I thought he's like 50. You know, pushing 60. He's like 41 years old, and he does all those like male vitality pills and. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, when I was like, just eat a fucking salad. Yeah, he's like 41 or 42. He's not that old, and he looks awful. Uh, but Alex Jones, spe- uh, but uh, besides the ad hominem attacks that we just <laughs> did against, against Alex Jones. Alex Jones is 44 years old. Oh, he's 44? Okay, still. that's Yeah, like, he right looks there. like a sack of garbage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but 
not just his like his his opinions and his vitriol. So what Alex Jones does, if you guys aren't familiar, is he runs a website called Infowars, and it's a conspiracy website where he talks about everything is a false flag operation, everything is crisis actors. Oh, uh, so, yeah, uh, yeah. The uh, he believes that the the Sandy Hook massacre didn't happen. Correct. And so when he says these things, he doesn't do it in a responsible manner. He doesn't say, "I think this is what happened," and then here is my evidence. He doesn't even try to find evidence. There is none. He just comes out, blanket statement, and says, it didn't happen. They're faking it. These are crisis actors, and the parents who are grieving are faking it. Their children. And so what it, what it has done is it has caused his rabid, dipshit audience to start harassing parents of victims at Sandy Hook. And it went so far to the point where where one father started to engage with some of the trolls and saying, guys, I'm grieving the loss of my son. Please leave us alone. This is a, a very sensitive time. I, I had his blood on my hands. And the, and the guy, the trolls were like, bullshit, you're a crisis actor. And the one, one of these trolls would not let up. They started doxing him and attacking him and going after him and his family and relatives because of lies Alex Jones told about him, and this troll wanted this man to exhume his son to prove that he was in the coffin, and the guy's like, enough is enough, this is fucking insane, and this is what the worst element of mob mentality leads to on the internet, when you make false claims without any evidence, and you whip up a frenzy, a fervor of dipshits who will just believe it without looking into it at all, and without, because at that point, they're no longer looking for evidence. They're just looking to confirm their biases, their beliefs, right? They don't want to know. They want to believe. And they just want to continue down this path. And I think the reason is, Lacey, because people need a cause and people want to attach themselves. They want to feel like they're a part of something. Like in the 50s, it was communism. And after that, it became Russia, right? The Cold War. Everybody needs a cause. We need an enemy. Mm-hmm. And now... We're just kind of inventing enemies and we're turning on each other. I don't know if that's entirely true because like people have, they are inventing enemies, but like look at how much anti-immigrant sentiment is in the country right now. That's always been in the country. It just, maybe it's because I'm young, but it just feels like it's way more right now. It's way worse than it was like 10, 15 years ago. I feel like it's much more of an issue, but like our entire history is just being Take it, it, each group takes turns just getting shit upon yeah. by everybody, and all of our problems get blamed out of them. True, know? but my point is that it's not necessarily religion that is always uniting people, you know, against something. And I think maybe like another part of it is possibly the internet itself, like removing people from their actual communities, like their local communities, so they don't have any like sense of solidarity or like community with people around them. They're finding it online, and they're finding it in weird ways. <laughs> so so these are people who have found each other, and they find something in common that they can connect on. And that's all, and that, some, that thing they have in common sometimes is the hatred of something else. It usually, it feels like it's always outrage about something. And it's so funny. People are always like, oh, yeah, SJWs, they're so outraged about everything. But then you have all of these other like anti-SJW peoples who are always 
fucking outraged. Mm-hmm. Like they're, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. they're yeah. always they're both triggered by everything yeah. all the time. They're circulating these headlines. All these fucking liberal snowflakes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, though, I'm like, I hate how outraged they get us. <laughs> so yeah, that's hilarious. This is the triggered one here. Yeah, the know? outrage about the outrage it's is so just bad. as outraged. I yeah. think the internet to me is like it's one of the most incredible tools that we've ever created, and just like a tool, you know, you could use a hammer to build a house, you use it to like slap somebody across the face. And so for as every wonderful, cool, interesting thing that the internet brings us, you have the other side. And so it's like, to me, it's like, you can't ever have one thing without the other. You know, like you can't like, you just have to trust in people that the majority of people are going to be good. And the minority are going to be, there's going to be a minority that's going to be awful. And I feel like for everything, it's always going to be there. I don't know how to not do that. There you go. You heard it here. Ron Babcock against the minority. Uh, (laughs) 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 Fuck. Yep. Uh, so here, here, here's here's something on that note, Ron. I, I guess and and Lacey too. When people have found community now, I th- I guess what's different about the internet today? Now you've been on it for about ten years, right? You started around the age of seventeen. I started around the age of of sixteen. Uh, so I've been on it for about twenty years now, and I have seen a big change. And that change is social media. And what I think it's done is it has made it more easy for shitty people to find each other. Yeah. You know, it's like and a, to magnify the shitty people. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. So these disparate voices that used to exist, you know, like the the conspiracy dipshits, the uh, you know, the Sandy Hook truthers, the 9/11 truthers, like these these people who would exist in small pockets of the internet in shame which is which is how they should exist <laughs> have now been able to create communities and then it magnifies them their voices and it creates a filter bubble mm-hmm. the the concept of a filter bubble is essentially where you filter out all dis, uh excuse me uh dissenting opinions and you just surround yourself with an echo chamber of people who have your same beliefs yeah and also i feel like the echo chamber magnifies the most extreme ends of every belief because people are either being outraged about it or uplifting it as like the purest form of what they do and i I see this in the feminist community a lot like the person who takes it the furthest gets the most attention not only from from the feminists but especially from the anti-feminists right like look at what these crazy feminists are saying it's like this nut job somewhere you know who isn't really like a spokesperson or right has any like bearing on this community as a whole. Correct. So this is this is something I'm I'm working on a video about this actually. Really? It's called cherry picked outrage. Yeah. Now what will what the, the left and the right both do, does this? They will find a tweet by somebody and it's an outrageous tweet. Like for example, someone on the right will find a tweet from the left where someone's saying all white people should die. An outrageous point of view, a shitty opinion, mm-hmm. but also a very fringe opinion. Very French. And not representative of any significant amount of people. But they will take that tweet and then talk about it and talk about it and talk about it. And then other people will retweet. And then we'll get think pieces about it. And then we'll go down this giant fucking rabbit hole of jerk off outrage. (laughs) And then at the end of the day, day, what you have done by criticizing this point of view, this fringe point of view, is you have magnified it way more than the original person. You've normalized it. You validated it in a you, way. You validated it, and you have put it out there. You've broadcast it to a much wider audience than that person will have ever reached on her, his or her own. And, and this happened with the, <clears throat> I think, the white supremacist stuff, too, like with calling everyone Nazis. Yeah. And then there's like this unintentional elevation of actual Nazis. 
right. that happened because of the leftist outrage. It, it just went further. Now you've got like YouTube channels having all these Nazi debates. And it's like, what? How did we get here? Yeah. You know, we spiraled so quickly. Yeah. How do you handle? So if you've since you've had got through that, like that mob mentality, how did you personally handle that? Like, what did you do when that happened? You just, just kind of like bunker down and wave. Line, really. Because <laughs> is, is it something that happens to you in real life as well? Or is this something where when you unplug from being online, like that's where their power exists. It's just online. I think most of the power is online. I mean, there have been a few situations where I was speaking at schools and people got like a little crazy. And that's always scary because it's like, oh, God, who knows what kind of like crazy lunatic the Internet has like brought out to this event. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think in general, most of the power is just online. Like when I log off beside if it if, if it like hurts me in some way, I carry that with me. But in general, I'm just like, yeah, fuck this. I just I don't go online <laughs> mm -hmm. and I just hang out with cool people in real life in the real world where people are sane and normal. But that's also another extreme, I feel like. If if people have bullied you to the point where you can no longer be online, which is where you conduct business, which is where you communicate with people, you communicate with your colleagues and friends and family, it stifles your ability to grow, does it not? Uh, well, I'm not saying it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, he asked me how I handle it. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, true. I'm not saying Correct. like the solution to the problem is yeah, everyone yeah. should just leave the internet if people are... No. Like, that's not a, a sustainable or fair solution because it ends up that certain people are being effectively censored, right? Yeah. And those people are probably disproportionately from different idea point viewpoints you know different race i think women are disproportionately attacked online for just talking <laughs> or just existing on on youtube so that kind of has a um, troubling implication i don't know oh, I, I don't know how you feel about this but this is like my favorite thing on the internet is like uh when a dude is just sending some girl like dick pics or like really threatening messages and then that girl went and found that that dude's mom Oh, yeah. Oh, I was yeah. like, too. Uh, hey, this, <laughs> yeah. your son is sending me this. Like, yeah. I, I love that so much. If he even got pissed off, like, that's out of line. I fucking love that How shit. How is that out of line I, I, when you're threatening people and calling I love a bitch? When, I love when people realize that their actions and words have consequences. It's my favorite fucking thing. Amen. It's when people are like, oh, I can't say whatever I want to say whenever I want to say it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I mean, you can, but you'll have consequences for stupid shit so, that you yeah. do. So that's the thing that, that there's this uh, idea of free speech on the internet today, which is like, I could say whatever I want. This is America. I thought this is a free country. It's America. But the thing is, you can say whatever you want, but there's consequences, A. And B, you can't say whatever you want wherever you want. You can say whatever you want, sure, but you can't barge into someone's house to say what you want. You can't go to the floor of Congress and start shouting and screaming because your speech cannot disrupt the speech of others. You can't go into like a courtroom and be like, I think Solo's overrated! <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't... You cannot uh, disrupt other people's speech. If you want to say something critical of somebody, say it. Say it on your own fucking website. Say it on Twitter. Say it wherever you want. But the second you start interrupting their lives with your bullshit, you know, your your free speech, that's where you've crossed the line. No one, you have the freedom to speak, and other people have the freedom to not listen. Yes, it goes both ways. You can't violate someone. Your 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 free your freedoms end where mine begin, essentially. They, they also have the freedom to criticize you. Right. You know? Like they have a right to have free speech back or to protest. Like a lot of time people are like, oh, these students are protesting. It's like, well, that's free speech. Don't know what to tell you. you well, know? what do you think of? So so here's where it gets kind of uh, kind of blurry, because 
Milo Yiannopoulos is like a very controversial figure, right? And he has done uh, speeches around the country where, you know, he tries to go to colleges and things like that. And people try to obstruct his attendees from going right. to That's his... not okay, right? Because then you're infringing on his speech. Yeah. Okay. So you would you would say that that crosses the line if they if yeah. they try to blockade people from going to it. What if they're just protesting as a force of intimidation? Do you think that that's okay as well? What do you mean by force of intimidation? <laughs> so they're <laughs> like there you standing go. outside this... with their with their signs. Yeah. Like, is that intimidating? I, they I, have a right to do that. They do have the right to do they that. They shouldn't be throwing Molotov cocktails, however. Okay. Because that's intimidating and threatens my immediate physical safety. Right. Now what? Now, uh, but th- also like it's the institution that's giving him the platform to speak like like the institution doesn't like they have the right to have somebody speak but it's they also have the right not to give that opinion a platform like he can still go and you know rent out his own theater and have a speech and have his people come but it's not like you know berkeley's like well he has to let him speak it's like no they don't have to let him speak if they don't want to they're their own institution it's true but i do think universities in general should encourage a broad spectrum of uh opinions and ideologies to be heard and i think that's the bigger picture with the with the berkeley stuff is like berkeley is this liberal haven you know people know it as this bubble of like super lefty stuff when you get into a situation where it's like oh we're not going to allow someone like milo to speak because we don't agree with him that's a problem and i think that's one of like across the country people are no platformed all the time because they just don't like what their opinion is and i think that that is a really precarious and sort of slippery slope that you can get into with well what opinion is okay to hear then you know? Well, what are, where do you draw the line? Because there are there are people who have the belief that you should give everyone a platform, and uh, that extends to people like Richard Spencer, who is a white nationalist. Mm-hmm. And b- the people will say, "Well, I just want to, you know, let's let's give him an opportunity to speak. I just want to have a debate with him." Blah blah blah. But by debating him or giving him a platform, essentially, essentially, aren't you promoting then or, or allowing his his uh, his toxic and vitriolic ideas to get more of a foothold is it like it's where do you like draw going the line? back to kind of like validating a certain opinion just by yeah. talking about it is what it, we were talking about before yeah is it validating that opinion by giving them it's a, like when uh well bill maher didn't he have like um the one dude on his show and they're like you're he it was like was it bill maher i remember he got a lot of heat for for i think it was having that milo guy on he the had show. milo Yiannopoulos on yeah and a lot of people were angry like you're giving this you're normalizing this this perspective you know you're saying like this is this is an idea that we should discuss when other people were saying like this is ridiculous what he believes like we shouldn't even yeah i think that that can be a really troubling argument because the normalizing it's like any sort of mention of something that's deemed problematic right is suddenly not okay to even discuss or talk about even if it the point is to refute that problematic opinion and coming back to your point with richard spencer i would say richard spencer should not have a platform at a university because he is advocating for violence essentially he believes in a white ethno state he believes that people of color should not be here and that is an incitement of violence but if you have someone like milo who's like just you know, saying, what is this thing? Feminism is cancer. It's like, that's not an incitement of violence. Right? Can we go back to the, the word normalizing? I, I feel like that's used in such a pejorative manner right now. And I don't necessarily understand why it's a bad thing to normalize. And this is a question, like an honest question. And I, I'd like to have an, like a, an educational like response here. Um, so, the idea of normalizing something means to talk about it in in some sort of context where 
you're actually trying to understand it, correct? So, I mean, you can respond to that. No. <laughs> I would say no as well. That's not at That's all not what, what norm- it means. No, normalization is validation. Um, it's in, like in validated a, as a or as a as a thing that you can talk about. No, yeah, it's I like think, a, an acceptability, like yeah. a level of acceptability level to of, talk about this idea. Right, right. Well, it becomes acceptable. So, for example, um, uh, nudity is becoming more normalized in this country, and I think for for the better. Uh, swearing is becoming more more normalized, and uh, you know you can hear you can say shit on TV these days because it's become normalized. So, what, what's your point? Though? I guess it, what I'm trying to say is that like. Um, I don't understand why talking about something can normalize it. Well, if you essentially it comes down to this, and I made this argument in in my book where I talked about how if you look at Facebook and look at the news feed, you have things in there from your friends, your family, your aunts and uncles, and usually they're unrefined opinions. They're opinions that are just kind of uh, kind of basic. It's a very and nice way of putting it. It's an unrefined opinion. They're they're dumbass. They're shitting into uh, their timeline. <laughs> <laughs> so so you will see those along the same uh, you know juxtaposed next to news articles from the, from actual journalistic outlets like the New York Times, Washington Post, these type of actual journalists, right? And so essentially, if you see your aunts and uh, and uncles like crazy right-wing or left-wing opinion next to the New York Times, it's elevated their opinion to the same status. It would be like going down a grocery store and shopping down the cereal aisle and seeing all these professional boxes and products and then someone's half-eaten sandwich on the shelf as well. (laughs) Why are we elevating people's half-eaten sandwiches to the level of journalism? And that's the problem with social media. It's normalizing shitty, unrefined, stupid opinions. Ooh, nice. Bingo. Point Maddox. I think I have a way to fix it. Yeah. I mean, you guys are all talking about what's bad. Well, what about some solutions? Yeah, what's the solution? All right, here we go. It's here, Ron. Every single person gets 100,000 things that they could post to the internet in the course of their lifetime. All right. Okay. Or maybe so many things. That's a okay. lot. Oh, holy Actually, crap. Sorry. I'm just thousand. Let's say one hundred thousand. Okay, okay. I meant I meant ten thousand. Ten thousand. All right. Okay. Everybody gets ten thousand things. I'm listening. Okay. Every time they post something, it goes down a number. You know how things work. Yes. Okay? Uh-huh. But if they get uh, a certain number of likes or feedback. Uh, that number gets raised. So for every like hundred oh. likes they get, they get an extra post. Hold on, Trigger. Lacey. Hold on. And uh, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) That way, you know, people are posting. So if something's not popular like that, sorry, you can't post anymore. That's like a horrible idea. (laughs) I I don't know. Why don't we both? You basically just said the most popular things should be rewarded. And we're talking about how stupid (laughs) many people are in mass. (laughs) But but what are we going to, what what is the world we're going to have left? We're going to have like, fun cat memes mm-hmm. uh we'll have like pictures of like ice cream cones uh we'll have um more pictures of ice cream cones yeah. give me cat memes more and Alex hatred jones yeah more I mean, more blood sports mm-hmm. you know all this stupid stuff i mean whether whether you guys go for this idea or not i think it's probably already happening in i'm gonna way. have to vote no on that idea it's actually because might does not make right and the most popular things are not necessarily the things that should be like promoted even more look at jake paul right everyone fucking hates jake paul i don't know more jake paul ron i don't don't want more jake paul do you know jake paul (laughs) no i do thank god do you you know you know jake paul Mm -hmm. mikey 
He's God, probably, he's probably a fine I knew him guy. A, I mean, I, I, I don't mean, know. He I seems like the worst guy to talk to him in a while. Pump the brakes, Lacey. Pump the brakes. I feel like he's the... He's the kind of guy who like, uh, are we having? Don't do you want to take Paul up, to come bro. to the party and then be like, no, he always breaks my shit. Like I feel like he's the kind of guy who goes into a place and he's like fucking breaks something. He's like, I'm an asshole. In all fairness, I feel like Jake Paul's like if Macaulay Culkin had a YouTube channel. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you know what I mean? You love him, and but also you don't. <laughs> Because yeah, he's yeah. he's sliding down the stairs on a bed and shit or sleds. I'm, I'm trying to think like where the hatred of Jake Paul comes from. I think I think just the Suicide Force videos. Well, that is a that. different Paul. But before that, Wait, what? That is that is Logan Paul. Logan. Oh, Paul. Are they they're we... the same. They're the same. They're the brothers. Oh, they're... oh. I'm talking about Logan. I don't like Jake. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I honestly thought that was the same person. Yeah, I'm a little bit removed. Might as well be. Um, but I think even before the video though, people hated him because I is it just are we just becoming curmudgeons? Or is it our generation's punk? Maybe, maybe this is our own mom mentality, though. Like, yeah. we're a part of, but, oh, but he's see, <laughs> very what introspective. Now? He yeah. is like, but I, I do think there is some level of deservedness of the, the, the way that he's been framed as like the YouTube villain, you know, because he represents all the things that people are so frustrated about on the platform, the types of things that are rewarded, that become popular, the type of people, these jackasses. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm starting to rethink my idea. <laughs> I'm actually seeing the flaws of it now. Yeah, like dabbing on haters. The flood of of hatred towards Jake Paul arrived during that KTLA uh, news item on him treating the neighbors poorly because of different reasons. But even that was when the floodgates really opened. Before that, there was this like esteem, like why is he the one growing so fast? Which kind of came from various different things like people yeah. were people are often frustrated when anyone grows too fast on youtube i've That's noticed so true. um the the first time in a while i've seen no hatred towards that it has been ninja and ninja has grown immensely fast on the platform and and i'm not seeing the same kind of of animosity towards him as i've seen on other people yeah it's a, it's interesting i haven't seen that either towards ninja but of course probably from ninja's perspective he probably has his own little hate mob going after him all the time there's definitely people who are who who uh criticize his gaming and his skills there's a lot of jealousy that goes around the biggest hatred towards ninja so far has been that he's toning down his um you know he's not swearing he doesn't swear anymore yeah which comes from a recognition that his fans are like eight and nine year olds which is actually like a very mature business-minded decision to make people are saying that's selling out and that's the hatred that they are throwing at him but you know what though just say fuck more man the the thing about to draw a line in the sand about (laughs) yeah (laughs) why are you say fuck anymore yeah the thing about swearing is it's fucking cool <laughs> i love it well you, so you had gary vaynerchuk come out and very very commonly say that like you should be able to swear because you know it like uh, everyone swears so therefore you should feel comfortable being able to swear but i think that there were like it's so many people started to do it that it became like this weird like reverse cool thing where it was like it's not that cool to like go out of your way to swear on stage if you're a business guy now like i don't even know if you guys know who gary vaynerchuk is. yeah gary did you ben- ever have a guy who like came and talked to you like a person came and talked to you in high school like for like career day and there, there would always be one dude who'd be like listen man i don't know i know you kids think i don't get any shit to say and he would like curse to thinking that we all thought yeah. he was cool yeah. <laughs> and everyone would just be like oh god get over it like, <laughs> just not what? me, man. I grew up in Utah. That was really cool. That was yeah. like edgy as shit. Cutting if edge. You, yeah. Cutting edge. Has anybody ever sworn in Utah before? 
if one time in 1988, I believe, yeah, and that was uh, that made headlines. Yeah, someone dropped the f bomb. Yeah, they thought Jesus came back. They were like, "Oh fuck, <laughs> oh fuck!" And they're like, "Oh no, it's it was- Jesus takes off." You guys aren't ready. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I pegged you guys wrong. Yeah, and no, the thing about Utah, like I think, just just my own experience growing up with all my friends and family, who most of them are LDS, is that uh, everyone does everything that everyone else does. You know, they they uh, drink, they have sex, and 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 swear. They just do it, uh, you know, without. Uh, not in public. They do so, it behind closed doors. And pretend they don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> so for the the mob mentality thing, what, would you say that like, as 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 content creators, do you just have to like kind of develop a thick set of armor? As someone who's not as famous, a human, you have to have a thick set of armor, it's right? True. And now as a as a as but a, in, but you know what though, like but on online, like nobody has ever come up to me and said, well, scratch that. Very rarely has people come up to me and said, you're fucking not funny. Like, fuck you. Like, you know, it's, but it, it, that has happened online in emails and messages. Like, y- people say such more terrible things to you online than in person. Yeah. So, like, how do you end up dealing with that so you, well, you know, I, I get move that, forward? I get that criticism all the time, which is especially because I've been doing this for 20 fucking years and people come up to me like, oh, Maddox, you changed, man. Uh, you used to be so cool. And the thing is, the criticism has changed and the way that people attack you are much more vicious I, you can say whatever you want about me i don't give that much of a shit right people have been criticizing me for my whole life it stops being about having a thick skin and starts being about well you're actually trying to make it impossible for this person to continue existing and that's a really shitty thing and that that to me is censorship is there any exception? I agree with you, but is there any exception to that rule? Because I feel like, okay, did you guys hear about that lady uh, who was like a grade school teacher who had that like white supremacist podcast? Yeah, I remember that. Like, don't you think she should not be working with children? Well, yeah, but that's that specifically has something to do with her job, her livelihood. Like, if she was a right, fast it, food worker, okay, right? So if who it cares? has something to do? With probably work at job. White Castle. <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> I'll be here all week. Fantastic. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah I, I just I just think that. like sometimes the course of action for people who have done truly despicable things, um, you know, like Weinstein being the most um I guess obvious one, like yeah. maybe you should lose your job. Well, that is, but that that's like actual sexual assault. We're talking about like things that people say or beliefs that they hold. If it contradicts, if if your beliefs or, or speech contradicts the core, the fundamental uh, mission of your job, then maybe may, then maybe it it uh, it's something that people should take another look at. Like she's an educator. It's it's a totally valid concern for parents to be wondering whether or not this teacher is teaching their kids. Oh, uh, white supremacy. Yeah, uh, that's that's. Or kind if of... she's a safe person for black kids to be around. Yeah, know? that's an inter- Yeah, that's an interesting point too. Or is she going to pay attention and and supervise black children as much as white children? Or like, there's a lot of data that shows that teachers discipline black kids more often than white. Oh, really? Kids. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. So like, that is a pretty widespread problem. Yeah. Um, that would be trouble. Another but one yeah. would be if you had a priest. You know, like a Catholic priest who secretly had a Satan podcast. <laughs> I think his congregation want to know that. I'd listen to that. Yeah. At least an episode. That would be sick. Yeah. Well, well, speaking of listening, listen to this. Today's episode is brought to you by E-Liquid. Hey. Guys, Madcast listeners get 20% off your first order. That's E-L-I-Q-U-I-D dot com slash Madcast. Guys, I don't know if you vape. 
Mikey, I know you do. I do. Yeah. And Mikey, you just recently got some liquid from eLiquid.com. Yeah, Com. you recommended going on this website, and it, I didn't know what it was going to be like, and uh, found this one uh, shark-flavored, actually. Yeah, what's so, it called? No, I'm just kidding. God. Uh, it's, uh, it's got a shark on it, but uh, Everlasting Jawbreaker. So I was curious about that, and it's got like a candy taste to it. It's really good. I actually ordered <laughs> something from eLiquid as well. I got these uh, the strawberry strawberry cookie butter. Mm-hmm. And Ron, I just want you to smell this thing. I'm going to pass this around the room. I want everyone to smell this thing because it smells fantastic. Now imagine me puffing a fat vape right in your face. <laughs> <laughs> with with is that, that, is, that the, is that what you're supposed <laughs> to say? Is that the is that the phrasing? I think that I think so. Yep. No, but uh, definitely. I, I went to eLiquid.com. This website is amazing. It's it's like an online warehouse almost. They have forty four thousand items on here. And here's the thing, guys. When I when I take a sponsor on for the show, I don't half ass this shit. I went out last night and I went to a vape shop and I looked at some of these these products that I bought and I price compared. Oh. <laughs> and on the website, I swear to God, I, I actually ordered this. It's a smokestick V8 big baby beast. Right? It's a little. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a vape. It's a vape pen. Right. On the website is $39.95. In this vape shop, I saw it for $69.95. That's over double at your local store. Sir, I'd like to talk to you about the pricing of your big baby beast. (laughs) (laughs) Which one? The V8? (laughs) Yes. I think it's unconscionable. Guys, they have 44,000 items delivered straight to your home. It's super convenient. Uh, And also, you don't have to, like, deal with uh, your local weirdo, you know, walking in. who They always look pretty bloodshot this this place is open to like 3 4 a.m yeah it's always a perk yeah it's always no a perk weirdos. delivery was good too yeah it's fantastic it this week the, and here's the other thing too about the website when you order you can turn on the notifications on the website so if you turn on the notifications it will tell you in real time you just keep the website open it'll say right when your package is shipped you have so much stuff on this website with over 1800 e-liquid hardware replacement coils vape accessories do-it-yourself brands, totaling over 44,000 items, guys. Thank you so much to eLiquid.com. Again, Madcast listeners get 20% off their first order. And, Mikey, you tried the the, the liquid that you ordered. Oh, yeah. eLiquid.com. Just yeah. right now. It's yeah. really good. Yeah, it's fantastic. And it feels good to hold in my hand. How yeah. big How big is your... Is your, uh, your <laughs> Ron? Your Ron? Oh, oh, that's... I'm about there? the same size as the bottle. I've never... Full throttle. Oh my lord. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that thing. And if you're watching on YouTube, we'll hold this up in front of the camera so you can see Mikey's got his little setup yeah it's a nice little thing no but it's nice i keep forgetting that this podcast is filmed or uh just yeah we have what am i trying to say as well yeah i know but i'm like looking at the camera like that's how everyone's doing it like no some people watch this on youtube and and some people just listen at home but no matter how you consume this podcast it's 20 percent off your first order madcast is the code e-l-i-q-u-i-d.com thank you to e-liquid for sponsoring this episode thank you but before we move on, guys, we should also talk about, I got a very special, two weeks in a row now. Another one? Yeah, another fan gift, guys. This one comes from Jen Stetzel, longtime listener and fan of the show. She says, hey, Maddox, I've always wanted to send you all a package, but I have nothing interesting to send since I live in shitty South. <laughs> did, she, did she actually write y'all? Yeah, she said y'all. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, she's, she's from the South. She says, however, when I went back to my home state, I decided to share some of my favorite things from Vermont. I sent some of the best chocolates in the world, as well as Vermont beef jerky. Ooh. Whoa. Very cool. Thank you, Jen. And she says, unfortunately, there isn't a lot of good snack foods that are Vermont native. So instead, I cordially invite Ron, Mikey, and Taylor. And she also said, insert guest name, so Lacey. 
to your house tomorrow at 6 a.m. for pancake breakfast on me. (laughs) (laughs) There are two kinds of syrup, rich, amber, and dark robust. Most people like the amber grade. I personally prefer the robust. Enjoy and keep kicking ass. And she sent me a really nice care package here. Look at this. We got pancake batter. Holy shit. Yeah, it's what? the pan- That's so sweet. Gor- Gormley's buttermilk pancake mix. I'm going to hold this up Why in front of the camera. Why can't there be mob yep. mentality with nice care packages? Yeah, right? <laughs> there it is. And we also got a bunch of chocolates. Ooh, I love Ooh. Them. Yeah. I'm ready. I got to be honest. I opened one of these up before the show because I really wanted... She sent a bunch of dark chocolate. We got some va- uh, Vermont maple syrup. Here you go, Lacey. Look at that. It's maple syrup. What does it say there? Pure Vermont maple syrup, the world's best, obviously. The world's best. I feel like it really is the world's best. I believe it. Yeah, and then we got two types of jerky here. We got hickory smoked maple and spice and hickory smoked beef jerky. Can we open it now? Some syrup. Fantastic. Yeah. Take a shot. (laughs) Everyone take a shot. Pass the syrup around. (laughs) Just handle. All right. Key party with the maple syrup. (laughs) Guys, Jen is so cool. Thank you so much, Jen. That's very sweet. That's very nice. And we'll make good use of this, I guess, tomorrow morning at 6 a.m because you invited everyone over. We got over. the makings for a real be fuck here. party I, right I, here. Sam Sharp. <laughs> be really disappointed if yeah. they aren't on the table. You're totally welcome to. I'll make pancakes. I'm a I'll good, be here. I'm a good baker. Are you? I, I, you got a little leg up here with this. Yeah, with the pancake mix. Yeah. And there's also pancake mix that kind of blew up in the box. <laughs> and everything is has this nice film of uh, batter over it. <laughs> Yeah, she, she really like hooked it up. I mean, there's a she ton did, of these yeah. in here. This Jen, is awesome. Thank you, Jen. Thank you so thank much. Thank you, Jen. And I love the beef jerky. Thank you, Jen. Jen's a fantastic listener, fantastic fan of the show. But we should move on to the debate from last week. Last week, we debated, are memes ruining the internet? What do you think off the mm-hmm. top of your head? When I first started listening, I was like, well, obviously not. But I think you guys convinced me that like memes are the end. Hey, there it is. It's coming down. I think down, it was guys. me. I think it was my. It, it actually was. It was. I was like, damn, Taylor's so smart. Yeah, he got real fired up. Yeah, yeah he did. We, I was. I was feeling it. We got a bunch of voicemail about that. Which <laughs> oh we'll get to in a second. But I asked the audience, and with fifty-two percent of the vote, yes. Correct. Really? Yeah. Only, I thought it was going to be like 95, I to be honest. I thought it would be higher. Yeah. yeah, I thought it would be way higher. Dang. And then we asked the question, is Taylor pronouncing bag wrong? <laughs> <laughs> you that Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, go ahead and pronounce bag for us. It's it's pronounced bag. What? Okay. All right. Well, I'm asked... from Minnesota. In Minnesota, we say things correctly. Okay. Minnesota is wrong. Well, we ha- well, you know what? We have a binding vote. And I asked the audience, is Taylor pronouncing bag wrong? And with 85% of the vote, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I beg to differ. Yeah. I'm actually shocked 15% of people said that is correct. Yeah. They're all from. Uh, yeah. You must have a high Minnesota contingency. Yeah. 15% nice audience. of your yeah. poll takers. If you went to a grocery store, Taylor, and you wanted to plead with them to give you a bag for your groceries, what would you call that action of pleading for them for that bag? I wow. would. Beg for a bag. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Nope. I need a bag for my egg. <laughs> yeah. Did I say? Did it sound like I was saying two different words? No, you're just saying. Really? Same, you're just bag twice. You said bag like twice. A I would beg. beg for a bag. Those sound like Bagel. different things to me. Garbage. Bagel. Well, we should Ed get to bagley. We should. We should get to some voicemail. Actually. Speaking of Taylor, we got some positive voicemail about Taylor last week. Listen to this, Taylor, because Taylor got pretty fired up near the end of the debate. Lacey, you heard it. Listen to this one. Hey, so I'd just like to get a little bit of recognition for Taylor Nicolai. I thought that he had the best argument of the debate last week. Um, 
really settled the question in my mind that has been that has been in my mind um, for the last couple of weeks of what's his purpose on the show. But uh, now I know. But seriously, though, that great argument. Yeah. Very, very passive aggressive, but still nice nonetheless. I, mean, I, I mean, it's a piece of shit, but it turns out he's not. I, so. I constantly question why I exist in the first place. Hey, there it is. <laughs> well, we got another voicemail on that note. Listen to this. Wow. So, um, Maddox, I, uh, I'm not calling for you. I'm calling for Taylor. Taylor, I just heard your high intensity monologue on this last episode, and I gotta say, it was fantastic. The best thing I may have ever heard go on this show before. You've uh, you've done wow. yourself well. That was that was that was great. All right, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yeah, like, but uh, <laughs> right, come on, guy. Yeah, I feel like we gotta scale back. So. Yeah, yeah. Ego's getting we, a little we big should over there. Call this the the Taylor podcast. Well, yeah. Calm down, Taylor. <laughs> yeah. Let's bring it down. Yeah, to take it down a notch, Taylor. And, and and I got just the voicemail to do it. Listen to this one. Speaking of Taylor, another one. Hey, so I got to call out Taylor. In a recent episode, he mentioned that Blaze Pizza charges like a dollar per extra topping on their pizza. And apparently, Blaze doesn't charge his per ingredient, and it's the same deal, the same price, no matter what you get. So I'm calling for a demotion of Taylor for spreading misinformation as a junior journalist. Yeah. Idiot, I was talking about 800 Degrees Pizza. Oh, oh shit. Whoa. Damn. Caller, call out. Boom, you just called that caller out, Taylor. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to call you an idiot. I, I apologize. <laughs> what a nerd. I, I feel like that was a mean and degrading thing to call someone. I'll call him an idiot. I'll call him an idiot all day. That's what I do. Uh, and then we got a voicemail about uh, whether or not memes are ruining the internet. Listen to this one. Maddox, how can you say memes are ruining the internet? You literally sound so fucking old. <laughs> memes are just an evolution of humor. It, it's going to happen. The, the problem is not the memes... It's people get way too into that shit, just like everything else. You get way too into it, and then the problem lies with the people, not with the object, which in this case is memes. Memes are fantastic. Fuck whales. Yeah, fuck whales to you too, but I disagree. I don't. First of all, if you're saying that the problem is the people, well, obviously you, that's like uh, someone someone recently said that uh, Donald Trump doesn't tweet Twitter tweets on his behalf, so he can't block people because Twitter's blocking it technically. That's like saying, oh, memes aren't the problem. People are the what? problem. <laughs> Don't you have like a bunch of memes in like books that you've written? I mean, not intentionally. They become memes sometimes, yeah. Well, like, wait. I feel like you have a bunch of like of stuff of memes that you've used like in. Well, not all memes are bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's one of the good ones. This yeah, it's one, one of the good ones. <laughs> By the way, this guy was like, oh, Maddox, you're so old, man. Uh, why don't you get with the memes, It's dude? always amazing how you nail everyone's voice. <laughs> It's a, you are a man of a thousand voices. Yeah, Mikey's the second best impressionist on this show. I was just show. gonna say, man, you got some. What you, who's he impressing? Who who he doesn't do? He nothing. hasn't done any impersonation on the show. Yeah, no. no. I think your face when you do the impressions is the funniest thing. I hope everybody yeah. sees this on YouTube. Go on YouTube and look at how funny Maddox's face is when he does like, these his voices. Like lips curl his around his up. teeth. Yeah. Like, oh, 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 Maddox. Maddox. Oh, 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 oh Maddox. I, yeah. <laughs> It's like, it's like a, a like a, a girlfriend in, in a fight with her like you know boyfriend. Like, oh yeah, you so mean to me. Oh, I know not to do that while I'm dating. Uh, <laughs> get in the doghouse. I, I I love I actually love that in relationships is the uh, the voice that you do for your significant oh, other. Yeah, yeah, unique to you. Like dudes are always like. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> 
It's, it's like always the, this like the deep, worst, yeah, the dumbest sounding version of the person that you're. you're yeah. yeah, and it's like mom. that sounds nothing like me. But then when I like you know mimic my girlfriend, <laughs> yeah. it's always like, oh my god, you know, it's always like high pitched yeah. and totally unfair. I yeah, I I I do that sometimes, but it's like a female version of my dumb my dumb guy voice is like, oh uh, well, how come we don't have any salt anymore because you said you were gonna it's just like this this like monotone whining <laughs> that i hate so sticks with guys mostly. we'll stick with guys yeah mostly. we'll stick with Lacey, guys mostly. do you do an impersonation of your guy probably like yeah. you know when you're trying to make fun of him yeah, oh, yeah. We, and we know who that can we mention <laughs> yeah okay yeah and lacy lacy is dating chris Raygun. we've had chris on the show multiple times great yeah. dude uh, but you have a you have a voice you do of Chris. No, I don't have a voice, but I've like made, definitely made fun of him, okay. like his voice before. But I don't remember like what I did. It was probably stupid. It was yeah, probably pretty yeah. d- sounding pretty dumb. Yeah, if you're if you're impersonating, probably it's like <laughs> it's probably, yeah, <laughs> almost verbatim, yeah. almost verbatim. When you guys talk about me behind my back, <laughs> <laughs> no, like I, I have oh. been told when people talk about me behind my back, they're like. I actually like oftenly use a really high pitched voice to talk about you. I I haven't done it yet. I haven't done a Taylor voice yet. I haven't done a Ron voice yet. Actually, you know, I'll, I should work on one. I'll work on a voice for all you guys on the show, and maybe you too, Lacey. <laughs> It'll be very oh, flattering. Joy. Yeah, it's, it's still a thing in the comments that people are still just discovering that I'm a man, and that's why it's like. <laughs> yeah, we got a voicemail the tail end of the show. Listen after the credits. But here's another one about someone trying to call in and leave a voicemail. Listen to this. Dude, Maddox, I tried calling last night to leave a voicemail. I don't even remember what I was going to say, but I got a busy signal. And then I called back, I don't know, five minutes later, and I still got a busy signal. And this was after I got off of work. I got off of work at 12 in the morning. Did you have just like a huge influx of calls at fucking 1230 in the morning that night? Or that morning? Like, fuck, dude. Fuck whales. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, fuck whales to you too. And the answer is yes. I have a caller, longtime listener to the show called Weird Matthew McConaughey, and he calls in usually around those hours, and it's just like a machine gun of voicemails. So you may have been calling around the same time. And speaking of, here's Weird Matthew McConaughey. These are the type of voicemails he leaves almost almost every week. Three years on Minecraft, and he's like, oh, it's work, it's work. Try like six years on Clash of Clans, brother. I still never maxed out all my shit. I fucking played that shit straight. No money, uh, minus $10 that I actually did spend. Bada bing, bada boom. Got my fourth builder. <laughs> That's, so he was talking about uh, our guest last week, Mango, is a Minecraft player, and we, he talked about how, you know, you play and it's work. And here's a... We rarely get voicemails that are so bad like this one. This is one of the worst. It's just a uh, voicemail abortion. Listen to this. Uh, um, I just called like a few minutes ago about... Uh, What's up, Taylor? Shut up, dude. Can I do this? <laughs> okay, so I just saw the video and then like Taylor's not... It's not a chick? Who is this bitch anyway? Fuck you, shut up. Can I do this? Man, fuck this, dude. Why- <laughs> Oh my uh, god. Dude. I love this. So bad. They're having it's like a fight. A fight during the voicemail. <laughs> yeah. And then he and then she was like, "Wait, who's this bitch?" 
And she's like she's she, he thinks she thinks that he's actually talking about a girl on the Because I have a girl's name too. <laughs> yeah. I'm, it's got to be so confusing. Oh, that was oh, so funny. Man. And we got uh, oh, one more voicemail. It's uh, calling me out a little bit. Listen to this. Hey, Maddox. Was that your Armenian coming through when you said uh, as your age gets higher instead of as you get older? <laughs> oh, fuck oh. Wales. Oh. Oh. oh, man. Real good one. <laughs> Yeah, douchebag. Like, oh, I said higher instead of older. Anyway, did you understand what I was communicating, shithead? Yeah. We'll leave it on that note. Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's time for some quick news headlines with our junior journalist, Taylor Nikolai. Taylor, what do you got for us? A robot submarine has found the holy grail of shipwrecks with up to $17 billion in treasure. Wait, the holy grail of shipwrecks is Noah's Ark. Yeah, and aren't all submarines robots? Boom, shitting all over your news. <laughs> a 310-year-old Spanish shipwreck carrying treasure that might be worth up to $17 billion was discovered with the help of an underwater robot. Was it Bitcoin? I bet it was Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> they buy a bunch of crypto. <laughs> it's worth nothing tomorrow. <laughs> Bronze Cannon confirmed the Holy Grail of Shipwrecks had been found at the bottom of the Caribbean Sea. They are engraved with dolphins, a telltale sign they belong to the Spanish galleon San Jose, lost more than 300 years ago. The exact location of the wreckage is still a secret, but it was discovered in November 2015 off the coast of Cartagena, Colombia. Cartagena. Yes, okay. Uh, So one of the uh, plots in uh, Romancing the Stone. (laughs) <laughs> how how big is this coast? Because they essentially gave away the location. You don't think for seventeen billion dollars, you you would hire a fleet of researchers to try to fucking map that floor and get it. Yeah, it's been they've been trying to find it for three hundred years, and they found it. Yeah, and, and, and uh, with a robotic submarine. So it, the news broke this week, even though it, it um, was discovered in twenty fifteen, because uh, it sounds like they're arguing who whoever, who gets the money. That's their biggest argument against uh, global warming is it's going to make finding shipwrecks that much harder. Is it really? Well, hey, icebergs melt, ocean gets higher. It's more ocean to go down to find shit. I I guess. <laughs> British Think warships. about it, man. Everybody gets 10,000 posts. Think about it. <laughs> 100,000 posts. Yeah, One yeah. million posts per person. <laughs> Colombia and Spain both say it belongs to them, the, the treasure. Uh, the researchers who found it say they are explorers, not treasure hunters, and they are not involved in the ownership disputes. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. You, okay. Well, I think yeah. if you find it, you should, whoever owns it. Should the person who found it should get a finder's fee? Well, this is very controversial, especially in Greece. Have you been to Greece, Lacey? No. Okay, I, I went to Greece and I went to their museum, and it is very sad. And the only the best thing about it is listening to the anger of the museum curator, the guy who's showing you all the stuff that should be in the museum, but it's not because it's in the British Museum because they won't return it to Greece. <laughs> it's fucked it's, up. Yeah. So this guy just like kept shitting on British people. And there was one <laughs> British guy in my tour group and he just kept his kept his head real low because this guy was just so pissed off at, at British people. Cause what they did a while ago, the, the Greek government went to the UK and said, hey, can we have this stolen artifacts back? They're clearly ours. They're Greek culture. It's, it belongs in the, uh, what's the, the Parthenon, right? And Greece, or excuse me, uh, and the UK government was like, well, what we'll do is we'll give you a plaster mold of it, but we're going to keep the original. Oh, wow. My <laughs> so wow. Well, how, did, how did the Brits get it? The Brits got it because there was, it was stolen a long time ago from Greece 
with like British explorers and then the or Spanish explorers sometimes and the ships would sink off the coast and then British explorers would find it and they say well it's ours now and they said well it it's stolen from ours can we get it back it's stolen from Greece and so you go to the museum at the Parthenon and there's a bunch of plaster molds of shit that they actually have in the British Natural History Museum although I think I've seen that as someone who's yeah. been to the British Natural History Museum it's amazing it's phenomenal they it's have all this great all this original artwork <laughs> from all over the world I saw the Rosetta Stone there yeah, yeah. the original Rosetta yeah, I mean, it just makes it like a one-stop shop for culture. Otherwise, you have to go to all these different countries, you know, Greece. and it's just like, ugh. Yeah, yeah. It's, re- it's very sad. The museum at the Parthenon, very sad. Although, yeah. What, what else you got? Ben uh, Lecomte wants to be the first person to swim across the Pacific Ocean. Hmm. Why? Yeah. Because like an old Why, why thing, go right? to the moon? Why, why do anything? Yeah, but swim the, across the Pacific Ocean, though? It's almost like a dare that no one gives a shit about. <laughs> Uh, I, I want to hear the thing. rest of the story. Tell the fifty-year-old about... will slip into the water. Fifty-year-old. Whoa. Water this week off the coast of Ch- Cho- Choshi, Japan. You're my new uh, pronunciation expert. Uh, Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you say it. And start swimming. If all goes to plan, he won't set foot on land for six months. Well, well hold on one second though. Like, there's got to be some sort of device that he's sleeping in once in a while. You know, he's not just like being yeah. in the ocean for six months. They all have something. Lecomte is aiming to swim eight hours each day, covering 40 miles of choppy waters, and then spending his nights recuperating. Whoa, 16 on... hours to recuperate? Eight <laughs> hours of swimming, then 16 hours of playing Fortnite in the middle of the ocean? Yeah. Spending his nights recuperating on a sailboat. Oh, okay. So so this this shithead, this fucking, this, you know, I'm pissed off now. That doesn't fucking count. You're swimming for eight hours a day? That's it. Why don't you just do that in an Olympic pool and then get a- get out every eight hours? But you're still swimming across the Pacific Ocean. It's just swimming laps. Who cares? Well, hold on. It's How not do we know laps? You're swimming the Pacific Ocean. That's what what very about different. the sailboat? How do we know the sailboat isn't going to be sneaking ahead throughout mm-hmm. the day? I yeah. mean, you're going to have. Uh, well, obviously- then, so actually, he tried it before, and that's what happened: is that they got off track in the sailboat. Like went to the wrong place. Now what he what? should be doing? Yeah. Hey, here's what I'm saying. Oh my! God. All he should be doing is if he he should harness the sailboat to him so that he's pulling the sailboat. That's something as he goes. <laughs> now, or it, it could be a small ship, you know. But I'm not. You don't I'm get to that. have the best that. of both worlds. You got to bring your shit with mm-hmm. you. The only Email way, him. let him know. I will. The only way I would be impressed with this story is if they had snipers with high powered rifles to shoot him if he came aboard the ship early. <laughs> So then that way there's some stakes involved. Otherwise, you're just swimming. Who cares? Well, here's something cool. He's wearing, going to be wearing a bracelet that creates a magnetic field to repel sharks. What? Sharks are afraid of magnets? And <laughs> <laughs> why do I have a shark magnet on my fridge? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiots. Amazon is banning shoppers who return items too often. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. That seems reasonable. Dozens of people have taken to Twitter and Facebook to complain about Amazon closing their accounts without warning or an explanation. Yeah, and you know what? It's always just a few dozen people who are abusing it. It, The entire time I've used Amazon, which is years and years, over a decade, I've only returned like one or two items ever. I've definitely returned more than my fair share of items, and they've always been awesome about it. Uh, But I can see if you're doing it all the time... Yeah, I mean it's a it's scammy. Well, Some they, they should have given him a heads up. Just be like, hey, if you do this shit again, we're gonna close your account. Yeah, you should get a little warning. Amazon's- but if you're abuse, if you are actually abusing the system, then you don't deserve a warning. Amazon's yeah. return policy doesn't tell customers that returning uh, too many items can get them kicked out, but its conditions of use say the company reserves the right to terminate accounts at its discretion. I ordered a controller from Amazon one time, and I didn't get it. 
and it was like seven bucks. And I complained to the person who sold it to me. It was like a third party reseller or whatever. He's like, well, what proof do you have that you didn't get it? I'm like, because I don't have it. I don't know. What, how do I prove I didn't, <laughs> I didn't get it? Do you have a tracking number? Because I don't. He goes, no. I'm like, well, will you refund it to me? He goes, I have to have some proof of, of this being delivered somewhere. I said, listen, man, it's $7. Just give it to me or don't. So let's not do this back and forth anymore. He goes, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you refunded me the oh, seven bucks. Awesome. Yeah, finally. A study of dental students suggests that dentists can smell when a patient is anxious. And it makes them more likely to make mistakes and perform badly. they their pants. That's right. People are farting. <laughs> trying the, not to poop. The finding is the first real-world evidence that chemical uh, signals hidden in our body odor can betray our emotions and influence the behaviors of those around us. Hmm. Anti-pheromones. Yeah, anti-pheromones. Oh, I wonder if there's something to that. Lacey, this could be a video for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lacey, aren't wow, you so glad? <laughs> Lacey, I got a video for you. Do you get tired of people giving you suggestions like that? Like Lacey, no, I, they're usually this. good. Okay, so they're usually good. <laughs> well, I mean, there's something there's something to that because there was that study that came out a couple years back where they said that there's some kind of hormone or something in in tears in women's tears that turns off the sex drive of men, like that it turn it. It lowers their libido. Huh. Have, you, have you heard about this? No. Mm, I have yeah. the exact opposite problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about it, Ron. Uh, you guys, you guys no. really don't want to know. No. <laughs> Gosh. Awful. Um, That's why I'm not allowed at funerals. But there could be something where certain people, if they have a lot of anxiety, it may be repelling potential mates, right? Doesn't that make sense? Yeah. That's all I have. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Lacey, just run with that. Good. Run with that. Make it your Good own. theory. Yeah. It's Good work. Still there looking for the secret uh, to effortless weight loss? Kind of. <laughs> it may be as simple as chewing gum while walking, Japanese researchers su- suggested to, uh, this week. I feel like the walking's doing the heavy lifting in this. Yeah. <laughs> in experiments, they said the heart rate of people aged 21 to 69 increased when they were given gum to chew while walking at a natural pace. Combining exercise and gum chewing may be an effective way to manage weight, the researchers said, particularly in countries such as Japan, where walking is the most widely performed movement. In men over 40, it also boosts the distance walked, number of steps taken, and e- energy expended. That's Ooh. extremely strange. Why? I guess is that, is that like a, I mean, there are they are they like science, kind of saying causation, or is this more of just correlation? I mean, literally, you're just moving another body part, so there is that. Your your mouth is your leg of your your face. So that's okay. what, yeah. what was the increase expenditure? That's why I always blink a thousand times a minute whenever I yeah. walk. It's very distracting. Like, yeah. you know. It sounds like it makes your heart go a little faster. Yeah, and a faster. and then therefore the other things happen. I, and I wonder if the act of chewing maybe curbs your appetite because you're working your jaw more. Maybe you know what? Here I got a study. Oh, scientists have found that when you yo-yo while you walk, you, you use more calories. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. When you flap your arms, you lose more. This is stupid. How, much, how many calories thing? do you think you lose doing that voice where you have to curl your lips around <laughs> your teeth so far? Upwards of dozens. <laughs> Near the start of a nationally televised game against the Cubs this week, pitcher Trevor Bauer scribbled BD911 on the back of a pitcher's pound. Users on Twitter and social media outlets immediately assumed that Bauer's cryptic message meant bush did 9-11 oh my god what did it <laughs> did it what does that mean he didn't really he didn't really i don't think he said what it actually meant but it was it was something else he was like no i meant to do bd 9.11 or something but like what does that mean 
That's what I'm saying. It's Which like really it, did. It was like it's something personal. <laughs> you can't do something personal in a very public forum, yeah. and then when people ask you about it, be like, it's personal. <laughs> yeah. It's like when people get pissed off, like when they get a really interesting yes. tattoo, and you're like, oh, what's that mean? But like, stop asking me what my tattoo means. Then don't put it on your fucking body forever. Yeah. yeah, amen, Ron. I'm tired of that shit. People with large, conspicuous tattoos get really pissed off when you start asking them questions about their large, conspicuous tattoos. Yeah, that you chose to have on your body for the rest of your life. Yeah. I, I feel like you guys just gotta stop asking about it. Honestly, who cares? Yeah, I care. You're not entitled to probing their body. Oh, that. Uh, <laughs> I, we're not you going up to really be like, know what let I mean. me see your titty tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, what, what, what made you decide to get that? I've you ever got a tattoo. I get the Japanese symbol for I don't know. It's brilliant. It's, it's not. It's not the first thing I would ask someone with a tattoo, but eventually, if I know them long enough, it's gonna come up. It might, but I just feel like if they don't, if they want to be mad about it, that's okay. Okay. It looks like, I, what let, if you just don't, you want it there, but you just don't want people, you know, being Okay, let's say they it. drive a Honda Fit, <laughs> and on the hood of their car, they just put like a Griffin, like with, with tits. <laughs> and what if I just say, hey man, what's with a Griffin with tits? And then they're like, don't ask me about my car. Okay, now what if they put that Griffin with tits on the chest of their body? Like, But it's their body. Like people do it's also things their to their Honda body. Fit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, what's going on with that? What what's what's that weird thing you got going on? Why are you doing that weird thing? You know, it's a it's a it's a normal question, I think. I I I just don't think people should ask questions about other people's bodies. It's like you just do what you're going to do. I'm Mm-mm. not going to ask you about it. If there... you're going to get like the, you know, all the things happening, I don't care. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the same goes for tattoos. tattoos it's not like art, a, it's though. not like a. Uh, but I guess. But is it okay to talk about it at all? Just to be like, hey, that's a cool tattoo. I think like you could ask about it, but if someone gets mad at you, I don't think you guys should be all like. So if I say about like, outrage about the outrage, huh? What about yeah? What if I say, hey, that's a cool tattoo, and they're like, fuck you, don't ask me about my tattoos. And I'm like, I just thought it was cool. I'm sorry. I just really like griffins with tits. I'm Team Gryffindor. What? Touche, touche. That might be a little overreacting. Good story, though. Yeah. Anything else, Taylor? Uh, that's that's it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> On that that's note. what we like. That's how we like to end the news with a indifference. <laughs> I, I felt like it was a boring news week. I love I, it. I, I, I good. Great. I struggle to find interesting things. We got week. some stuff. We got that <laughs> shithead show off the the fucking swimmer. I'm so pissed. At I that. really want to learn more about the whole the 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 uh treasure that they found and where that's gonna go to you can hit it up yeah partania yeah, yeah for seven billion dollars so it's a 13 or 17 17 17 billion dollars a lot of money you have all these fucking you drug cartels see this is what pisses me off about <laughs> about conspiracy th- yeah actually this is what pisses me off about conspiracy theorists is like oh man is that they're all right the government the government did 9-11 so we could as a pretense to get into war in iraq because of uh halliburton i'm like there's so many easier ways to get money <laughs> just take the most roundabout way. Yeah, what about what about these Mexican cartels? Just take one cartel and just spend a few million dollars hiring a fleet of researchers to go out there and find that fucking thing and you got 17 billion dollars. That's more than you'll make in drugs over the next decade, right? S- smart. That's what I I think I would be a good a good uh, drug lord. Don't you think, Lacey? You definitely uh, have to look for it. Fuck <laughs> you, what does that mean, Ron? It's just you would look good in linen. Yeah. You know, like like flowy linen white shirts. Oh, and that's you're like, right. you just like, I just see, I could see you like opening your arms and be like, welcome! Yeah. <laughs> My house is your house. 
And you like bring people I was half dude. expecting that when I came yeah. over. I was like, what's, mm. what's going to go down? Then you offered me drugs as soon as I came in. So <laughs> The only thing I offer to you guys are ghost chili chips, which are very spicy, and pancakes for tomorrow morning. I have a question about these ghost chili chips. Yep. Are they designed to taste like anything besides just ghost chili? I don't think yeah, so. That, it out. It's not that hot. I just want to be clear. I'm not coming at six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, no, I'm not coming. Either. It's my birthday. I want to be able to like sleep in. Okay. And Maddox, drug dealers can't scuba. So how are you even gonna get them down there? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows drug dealers can't scuba. That's true. That's true. If anything, maybe they snorkel. Yeah. Like, snorkeling. <laughs> snorkeling drug dealers. The dorkiest drugs. It's the snorkeling is the rollerblades of underwater discovery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it really is. People That's like because people like scuba always tell you about it. Like yeah. oh, I'm licensed, but you can't get that proud about snorkeling. No, even though I fucking love snorkeling. It's fun. Oh my god, it's so calming. First time I ever did it was in a shark cage. What? Really? Yeah. I didn't That's know. insane. I, Are you wearing I, a wristband, a radioactive wristband? No, I no. I went to a shark cage in uh, Hawaii, and they just handed me a snorkel. I'm like, well, I guess I'm figuring this shit out because they didn't want to ask questions. Everyone else was like putting their snorkels on; they're ready to go. And I just like slam it on my face. Didn't figure out how to breathe properly. Kept getting water up my nose, but I I flipped off a shark. <laughs> I, I have I have a picture of me flipping a shark off, so that was pretty cool. Uh, anyway, Lacey, <laughs> on that note, thank you for joining us. Is there anything you'd like to plug before we go? Yeah, check out my channel, I guess. Yeah, we will link to your YouTube channel. You're on all the social media on uh, you know Twitter, Instagram, and you've been very busy with uh, with school and life mm-hmm. lately. So, mm-hmm. uh, oh, I have a book coming out too. Oh, a book, well, fantastic! There, there it's, yeah. <laughs> what's, what's your what's your book? It's about sex. Cool. Was something we su- talk surprisingly little about. Right. I'm disappointed. Oh, you mean yeah. on this show? Yeah. We'd love to have you back. We'll actually have a discussion. What's the, what's the name of the book? It's called Sex Plus, and it is a book all like all the things you need to know before you fuck. Oh damn! So it's like a, it's like a how to. Yeah, and I'm gonna be testing you, Ron. So you know, a few months afterward, I need to know you guys yeah, really Ron. processed all of that information. Read the book. It's mostly vaginas, truthfully. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's like my second favorite topic. <laughs> <laughs> For I won't ask. Yeah, you don't. You don't want. <laughs> you don't want to know. It's, it's kind of gross. It's actually just uh, practical storage solutions. Is my first. Uh, <laughs> I should have guessed that. Hard should have guessed that from the hard, yeah, the hard yeah. drive enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Hard drives and vaginas. Those are- <laughs> Lacey, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. So it's Sex Plus, and when's that coming out? Yeah, it's coming out in September. September. And who's, yeah. the, who's, who's the publisher? Harper. Harper. Okay, cool. I have some friends with Harper. That's very cool. Well, congratulations. Is your first book? Yeah. Awesome. Is it? I read your book and it was awesome. Oh, cool. Thank you so much. You read it on the beach, actually. Oh, no kidding. It was like a great like beach day. Wow. Thank you so much. It was really fun. Wow. Did you see any whales that day? I was just going to say, did you see any (laughs) whales? No. We're too busy saying, fuck whales. Fuck whales. That's right. (laughs) Well, thank you again for coming on the show, Lacey. A pleasure having you. Lacey Green, guys. Check it out. Thank you to the Sultan of Swag, Mikey Bolt. Thank you, Maddox. Thank you to the first tangent officer, Ron Babcock. Thank you. And as always, the junior journalist, Taylor Nikolai. What was the debate about this week? <laughs> You're welcome. N-I-K-O-L-A-I. That's how you spell I'm not a guy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, Me. No. <laughs> I can't believe you've memorized the song, though. That's cool. Yeah, it's very catchy. Thank you for, yeah. A lot of voicemails about you this week, Taylor. You just I'm, keep uh, pulling things out over there. Yeah, we got, so, this we got so many gifts. Thank you again to Jen for the fantastic <laughs> gifts. Very cool. We will be putting this to good use. Hey there. 
Don't forget to subscribe to Madcast Shows on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Okay, bye. Madcast Media Network. <laughs>